From the rugby field to the rotary shed, it's the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Around the world a couple of times and maybe more. I've seen the sights, I've had the lights on every foreign shore. But when my mates all ask me the place that I adore, I tell them right away. What do we tell them? A home amongst the gum trees, 12 away from 8 o'clock here on Gold Sport and the Country Sport Breakfast. And joining us out of the, uh, the land of the gum trees, but also the land of the rains, is Jim Dolan, our Australian correspondent. Morning, Jim. Yes, Brian. I'm starting to get webbed feet. <laughs> and, and fins as well. You're really getting it tough over there on the East Coast, aren't you? Yeah, it's probably better than fire, but yeah, it's starting to get sloppy. Alrighty, let's start with the uh, the T Twenty World Cup, and boy, what an opener with New Zealand thrashing, thrashing Australia. Have we have we seen the game of the tournament already? Do you think? Yes, we shan't be mentioning that first game you talked about, <laughs> but Sunday night at the MCG, it's been sold out for months. More than ninety thousand fans there, and both teams really turned it on. It, it seesawed, and Pakistan did look well on top. And then a man who's been written off for quite some time by a lot of people, Virat Kohli, he was just the cool head in the roller coaster run chase. They did look gone for all money a number of times, but Virat just kept coming up with the big shots when he needed to. And then a little bit of controversy in that last over when he had a free hit. Some people say it probably shouldn't have been because he was a little bit down the wicket. It hit the stumps. There's also people suggesting it should have been a dead ball. Instead, he was smart enough to run three from that. And then uh, Ash Ashwin came out at the end and he had the easy thing of doing, just pumping it down the ground for one. And they got the win when they were dead and buried for a long time. And it, it was just an incredible moment. And, yeah, it'll be hard to beat that in the tournament. But uh, there could be more crazy things to come. Well, there were some interesting umpire calls in that game, I thought. Uh, well, some people will say there's plenty of interesting calls all the time. Ashwin went from hero to villain when he, he claimed a catch, and at first I thought he'd caught it in the replays saying that he probably didn't get his fingers under there, but I think he probably did think that he caught it. And then, of course, he came out and he was the hero at the bat. But mm. it was also interesting that in two teams that do rely a lot on their spinners, it was the fast bowlers that made it tough to score from, except for the really classy batters, and Coley was probably the most classy of all of them. That 90,000-plus crowd got their money's worth, that's for sure. Let's turn our attention to the NRL, the off-season. Pretty rocky at the Manly Sea Eagles. Yeah, uh, we had Des Hasler sacked and it's pretty much a, a badly kept secret that Anthony Seabold will be confirmed as the new Manly coach. He currently is assisting Eddie Jones in English rugby, so he's just got to finish a few things there. This, it, you know, we've got uh, Anthony Checker coaching, oh, sorry, Michael Checker coaching <laughs> yeah. Lebanon in the rugby league at the World Cup, and there's talk that he might even make a push at the NRL one day, so uh, it doesn't even matter what code you're in these days, you can be linked with anything, so Seabold's start at the new club won't be easy. Um, it'll be, uh, nor- well, Manly's clearing the decks so far, and that looks like they'll have Shane Flanagan sign on as an assistant coach. Would be a good move from Anthony Seabold. He's a very credential coach, apart from the fact he hasn't been allowed to for a couple of years. And possibly Jim Dimmick, a former Bulldog and Eel. And Manly uh, this week have created a, a little bit of a kerfuffle, which has turned into a storm. It normally wouldn't create much fuss when the Pathways manager uh, gets moved on. 
that this Pathways manager has a very famous surname, Christy Fulton. Of course, her dad, an immortal with a grandstand named after him at Brookvale, and he also had some very powerful friends in the media who were looking after Christy. So they've been taking on and slamming the Manly Club for moving her on, saying she was a very good person in her jobs. She's been accused of bullying other staff at the club, but they're saying right procedures haven't been followed, so that's probably going to go legal. But Seabold's start at a new club will not be easy. Oh, but going on there. Hey, Cameron Munster, he wants to get under a teammate's skin. What's happening? Yeah, this is a little bit crazy there. They're off to Scotland where they will play Italy in the final pool match of the Rugby League World Cup. And Munster says he's rooming with Nathan Cleary and he's not really sure what makes Nathan tick because he likes to play his very approached and systematic rugby league. So he wants to try and get under his own roommate's skin to find out what makes him tick and get him to lighten up a little and uh, be more of uh, so some of the Queenslanders can understand how he plays. And Munster, uh, Mike, he's wearing the seven, ironically, out of the wild numbering system the Aussies have got for this World Cup. And he says he won't be getting a say in who the halfback will be, Cleary or Daly Cherry Evans, because he says if the coach asks for his opinion, you know they're going backwards. So, <laughs> he's honest there at least Cleary and Cherry Evans are expected to team up in that Sunday morning game Munster there's talk might uh, play instead of Tedesco at fullback so uh, he's Mr Versatile fingers crossed he doesn't get hurt and Cleary and Cherry Evans he's sort of palmed that off brilliantly to let someone else make a tough decision and very uh, quickly finally some things are more important than uh, than money in pro sport yeah, Australia's netball, uh, the other leading sponsors are sticking mm. solid despite Hancock Mining walking away from a four-year $15 million deal. Now, the uh, Netball Australia is down 7 or $8 million in debt, so they really needed the money. Some of the national team players were uncomfortable with wearing the logo of Hancock Mining on their uniforms because of comments made by the late Lang Hancock, the father of Australia's richest person, Jenna Reinhardt. He publicly spoke of genocide for First Nations people in the mm. 1980s, and a lot of people haven't forgotten that. So Australia now looking for a new backer and somebody that hopefully doesn't have any baggage or very controversial opinions. Well, at least you got the Constellation Cup back, eh? Mm, yes, yes, indeed. It didn't affect the girls too much there. So if you've got $15 million, BK, you can sponsor our girls for four years. No, I'll pass on that one, mate. Hey, you have a good week, Jim, and keep your powder dry. <laughs> I just want to keep my feet dry. <laughs> Jim Dolan. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.